0: obviously this is not chloe this is stephanie lee
1: hey stephanie (laughs) hey
0: (laughs) i am just subbing in for her today but um we are on episode 85 85 85 can you believe
1: we've had 85 episodes of the podcast i cannot
0: believe it and i'm gonna be real i haven't listened to all of them (laughs)
1: Thank you for being honest, Stephanie. Hey, got to keep it real. Hey, guess what? I haven't listened to all of them either. (laughs) (laughs) I've been on recorded most of them, but I haven't listened to them all.
0: Hey, that's what's up. Okay, so we are in the second episode of the series, Symptoms of a Dead Church. And this series right here, it's going to take us all the way through Christmas. Yep,
1: it'll be pretty much the rest Mm -hmm. of the year. Um... Stephanie, you, you said this before. So Stephanie's been on the podcast before, right? So Stephanie, yep. do you remember which which one you were on, what you were talking through when you were on?
0: Yep. We were talking about friendship.
1: Yeah, like godly friendship, right? <laughs> yep, which godly is cool because we actually preached that today yep. um, in church. Of course, that won't apply to whenever you listen to this, but we we did preach it today, which is pretty cool. So Stephanie's been on the podcast before, but she hasn't hosted it before. And so she's our guest host um, filling in for Chloe right now. Um, so she's got a little bit of podcast experience, messy walk podcast experience, yeah. right? A little messy experience. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and this will probably be messy and so Stephanie tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself you know whatever you want to share and then I'll share some dirt on you or something you know, okay you, yeah
0: that. yeah that's fine <laughs> uh, well I've known Adam since I was 17 long I met them time. a long time ago um, and they've been just really important in my life but other than that uh, I work a 9 to 5 um, sometimes I ain't gonna lie a lot of the time I struggle with being on time I'm, a, I'm really bad at being on time <laughs> Other than that, God still loves me. Um, that's right. <laughs> um, I recently got engaged, yes, um, and that's amazing. That's but, awesome. Um, those are the biggest things about me. Other than that, I love I love my friendship, So that's important to me. Awesome. So today's message was just really great. Well, I appreciate
1: that, um, Stephanie. Yeah. yeah, just got engaged, and Stephanie. Um, uh, she never says this, but she. Stephanie was one of the founding members of Union Church, and so when she was young, she was only a teenager, I think. Might have been 20 at the point, but I don't think so. Getting close to 20. Yeah, yeah, right, 19 or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was part of that core 14 people or so that helped plant our church. And, of course, the Messy Walk podcast is not about our church. It's completely separate from that, but so that you know some background. So um, she's helped plant a church and brings a lot to the table, and so I'm excited about it today. This whole series, Symptoms of a Dead Church, that's a very negative title. What we what we really mean and what we're really talking about is the fact that the church in America is in decline. And I mean like steep decline. And so if you go back and listen to last week's message, I mean, excuse me, podcast, um, Pastor Matt, one of our pastors on staff and I kind of kicked the whole thing off, right? Yeah. And we were talking through the sort of the details around why the church in America is declining. And so I asked him his reason, and he talked about the reputation of the church. Um, And so you can go back and listen to that one if you want to. But today I'm going to ask Stephanie in just a second, but just so we're all aware, when we talk about the church in America in decline, um, it definitely is across the board. And so if we go statistically speaking, um, it's down. So people that identify as Christians is down. People that identify as none, meaning no religious affiliation whatsoever, is up um, and growing faster. Um, Church attendance, so people that actually attend church regularly, that number is down steeply. And then also, um, the one me and Stephanie were just talking about before we walked in the door – um, the people that are members of a church, synagogue, or mosque. So we're not just talking Christian faith, right? We're talking right. like, you know, a membership in a in a religious faith that yeah. they're attending. That number is down. As a matter of fact, the the that the big number on that one is is that it has just went below the majority. It's just went below fifty percent for the first time ever, and so. This is crazy if you think about it. So what we're talking right now is we're not talking attendance. We're not talking identification. Right this moment, we're talking membership. Um, mm-hmm. That in 1999, 77% of Americans identified as being members of a church, synagogue, or mosque. Now, by the way, because we're Christians, we're talking about the Christian side of it, the vast majority of those would have been a church, not a mosque or a synagogue. Those numbers are extremely small. 77% in 1999, So, which to me feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. Like I feel like it was literally just yesterday. Um, Valerie and I got married in the year 2000, so um, give you an, a range of my age, right? That's where mm-hmm. we were. 77% then, and you fast forward to 2022, and it's now 47%. So that's a 30% yeah. drop in people that say they are a member of a church, a synagogue, or a mosque. In twenty two years, twenty three years, it's, sad. it's very sad. This is a this is a massive decrease. It is, um, and so so this is real, right? And mm-hmm. This is not just us saying, "Oh, the churches, people, less people are coming to church because it's post COVID and all those kind of things." Like this is legit. It's real. It's been declining for a long time, right? Yeah, and so. Each generation, you've sort of seen this happen. Like you've seen, a, you've seen a, uh, people coming to the faith in the 50s and then a dramatic decrease. You saw it in the 70s and then a decrease. You saw it in the 90s and a decrease. Now you've seen another decrease in the, the 2020s. So it's for real. And, and I'm not – I have to curb this because I'm not – I don't – I know this is a negative statement. Right. But if we don't say the problem – we don't talk about the problem, then how in the world could we come to a solution, yeah. right? So we're not saying this so we all go home and cry and Feel suck our bad, thumb in yeah. the corner, right? You right. know, and, you know, we're not saying it because of that. We're saying it as okay, something's something's wrong, yeah. And so let's talk about it, let's figure out what it is because, like I said last episode, I, I have and I know Stephanie, this is this is the same for her. Um, I've I've put all my chips in on Jesus, yeah. right? Like so, I'm I'm all in on Christ. Yeah. And he's he's the thing I know more than anything I know in this whole world. But then also because of that, his plan to reach the world is through the church, and so I pushed all my chips in on the church too. Like you know, and, and we've we've yep. Stephanie's been here since the day one of our church. Ever since we started, we've always led with there is no plan B. We'd only have a plan A. The plan A is the same plan A that Jesus has, which is his church. And so I want to see people come to Christ, but then I also want to see people belong and become in the church body, right? And so yes. we want to we want to see that happen. And so I, so I'm not just talking about it to be negative and Debbie Downer. I'm bringing it up to say that we've got to be able to figure out what's wrong if we're going to ever do anything about it. Yeah. And I think maybe, I don't know, the church has failed to talk about these things enough. Like I think that we failed to talk about what we're doing wrong or what the perception is of us as Christians. Instead of just ignoring that going, oh, well, that's people being people. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. I think the church has to admit in certain ways that if if the number of people connecting to faith is decreasing and the number of people attending church is decreasing, and the number of people are being members of those said churches are decreasing, then we're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we can't just blame it on people. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that we have to admit that. So the whole reason we're having this conversation is to be able to lean into the fact that How could we get to a solution if we don't talk through the actual problem? So, yeah. About to put Stephanie on the spot. All right. So, I told Stephanie, same thing I did with Pastor Matt, and we've got some interviews coming up for you guys in this series as well. But um, first, you know, first gut reaction. Why do you think the church is declining? And I told her I didn't give this ahead of, ahead of time to her. She didn't know it. We didn't want to sit down and her Google it, right? So the idea was, <laughs> Stephanie, would you be able to say what was your first gut reaction? So I want you just to talk through real quick what you said to me a little while ago about your first reaction to why the church in America is in steep decline, why it's dying.
0: Yeah, I think it's because people have been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have been hurt by the church, but not just the church, just um, – people of other religions like so people are just they don't feel this need to be in a in a church body they don't feel this need to um in in this case with christianity they don't feel this need to know christ because they think he's going to be just as hurtful Mm. as those that have hurt them um i can say from my own experience growing up one of the biggest things that i remember and this is very small but it's it really impacted me when i was young i remember I wasn't showing up every Sunday at this church that I knew of, um, and they would be like, "Why didn't you show up um, last Sunday?" And uh, people would be asking me like, "Where'd you get your clothes from?" And you know, it was always about I wasn't there on the Sunday they thought I should have been, and didn't I didn't wear the like brand you of clothes like they, should,
1: they mm-hmm. thought you should look right.
0: Yeah, and it was just like it didn't feel like love. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I knew, I just knew that Jesus was different. Mm-hmm. Even at that age, I knew that he was different than them. I was like, there's got to be a church. But you know, not everyone gets to have that that thought right. or that feeling like, oh, there's something better. Like, they just feel so hurt, and they just turn away from and the whole thing. And don't you think, know?
1: like, obviously there's some large things that hurt us, but do you think, like, the one you brought up was obviously something smaller? right yeah don't you think that those small hurts are, impactful? They like, are I mean, impactful and then they they it doesn't take it doesn't take but a couple of them like i mean yeah. i know that they they can sometimes like build on each other right yeah. bad experience bad experience bad experience and all of a sudden you're like they're all like this yeah. right but sometimes it's just those hurts happening at formative times right because you're talking about being hurt at a young age yeah when your you brain's know? still developing yeah what do you yeah. what, what do you? What else do you mean when you say hurt? Like, so, what picture do you get in your head when we talk about? Because I think what you're, I think what I'm picking up on is that you're picturing, you know, people walking away from or not wanting to be a part of the church because they're hurt. And so, what do the hurt people look like? What is it? What does it mean? Like, how are they being hurt, or how does the church hurt people, or how do we handle hurt? Some of right. those things.
0: Um, well, something I mentioned earlier when we were talking was um, a big thing that we care about now um just younger generations is mental health Mm. um so we're not going to take it when someone's talking to you any old way or labeling you or making you feel like an outcast you know or um words words mean a lot Mm. as we know it's in scripture like you can you can give words that uh speak life or death in our tongue um and you know there's people that aren't going to know that but um when people are or just I guess turned away or yeah. they're made to feel like their problems too big or they're made to feel like um, they're made to feel like um, they're never gonna get better um, basically absence of
1: love so you think the younger generation is obviously more in tune to um, standing up to being mistreated or bullied right yeah, bully, so, so like yes. so like when I was a kid you know, and I'm only in my forties. But when I was a kid, we I never heard the word bullying, right? Now, of course, we got bullied and I bullied and everybody bullied. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's yeah. part of it's part of it's part of just peopling. Mm-hmm. But we never heard the word bullying. Like it was never talked about, discussed. It should have been, but it never was. But now, in the younger culture, you know, younger people, that's obviously something that's well known. There's campaigns yeah. against bullying and all these things, right? And so do you think that, and I think it's what you're saying, that the younger generation is more open to um, standing up for mistreatment and mental health, you know, yeah, and injustice, focus, right, and injustice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, hey, we don't have to take this. Yeah. Whereas in the past, it was almost like, well, because I mean, let's face it, the church has hurt people. The church is full of people. People hurt people. That's yes. what they do, right? Mm-hmm. And so hurt people hurt people. This is what we all do. I'm not going to pretend like our church doesn't or anybody else. We know that's the case. Yeah. But the church has always done this. And so to see a decline now among younger people would suggest that they are going, hey, I'm, I'm not about this, right, for, for some reason. When we were talking earlier, I told Stephanie, and me and, me and Matt talked through this stat last time, that... Um, in this book, in this awesome book, we'll throw the picture up on social media so you can see it and you can get it if you want to. It's called Unchristian by David Kinnaman. Um, it goes through some of these stats and it's talking about um, what a new generation really thinks of Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Really thinks of the church. And it, in talking what what Stephanie said, it was this whole, why are young church goers struggling with church? And let's see, 70% of Young Americans, 16 to 29, outside of the church, so these are not insiders, insiders, outside of the church, 70% of them said would describe the church as being insensitive to other people. Now, the same age group of people inside the church is only 29%. Wow. So people, So young people, 16 to 29, right? Inside the church are saying, only 30% of them or so are saying that the church is insensitive. But, but the outside perception from young people is 70% of them are saying that the church is insensitive. That's how they would describe the church. Yeah. right? So obviously, there is a, hey, the church hurts people or it's not sensitive to people's needs, or it's not sensitive to mental health. I mean, I'll be honest with you, and you've been here, you've been with me now for a long time. You've heard me preach hundreds and hundreds of messages. Um, I was scared to talk about my own mental health in my own church for a long, long time. And then it wasn't until couple of years into planning our church that i felt like you know what i'm going to talk i'm going to be open about the fact that i've struggled with anxiety or that i've struggled with depression mm-hmm. um because i'll be honest with you the, the church that i grew up in and look i'm not i'm not bad mouthing the church
0: exactly right you know yeah, what i'm saying don't like, want a bad i'm not
1: bowing down to church i was saved there i was baptized there um i had people telling me i was going to be a pastor when i was there so i'm not saying any of that stuff but when the when the topic of depression was brought up at some point those people were made to feel like they were crazy and wrong and yeah. shunned you know what i mean it was like one of those things where you don't talk about those things, right? What's yeah. that in a movie? Like, it's in a movie? Where my kids sing it all the time. You want not talk about Bruno. Oh you know uh, yeah. yeah, right. We
0: don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right.
1: No. I mean, that was that. That was the deal. Like, you mm-hmm. just didn't talk about those things, and so with that, immediately shunned anybody who had those issues with those things, right? And so, yeah. and most of those, mo- most of those centered around mental health. Like, you didn't talk about somebody who was struggling with their identity. You didn't. Tr- you didn't talk about somebody who was struggling with. Suicide. You didn't talk about somebody who's struggling with depression or anxiety or yeah. they were just weird or different or crazy. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's true. They got that label. Yeah. And then people will say things to you like, well, you have Jesus. You have no reason to be like yes, that. Yes, yes. It's like, hold up.
1: <laughs> hold up. I'm human. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and, and mental health issues just were – the church was so – I don't know. It was just like a void mm-hmm. of dealing with it. But then also like a almost an aversion to talking about it. Like – and I remember, I remember the first time that I really shared publicly from stage preaching that I struggled with anxiety, and I was terrified. And that was in my own church. You know, that was in the church we started, right? Yeah. So it was a couple of years in. I was terrified to actually say it um, because I'm a pastor. I'm not supposed to have those things. Or I had this feeling in the back of my mind from a long time ago that that, I wouldn't be I don't know.
0: Accepted. Yeah, yeah, right,
1: right. And and I've seen and I've seen a lot of people hurt by those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. so there seems to be at least um like what you're saying is is if if, if younger people are perceiving the church to be insensitive to people mm-hmm. and one of those ways that you brought up is they're insensitive to people with mental health issues, the generation we're in right now is in a stand up for mental health kind of mode. You yep. know what I mean? Like they are in a no, we we're stopping bullying, and we're talking about it, and we got suicide hotlines and text lines, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Like seeing a doctor for something having to do with your mind yep. is so much more accepted now than it used to be. Exactly, you know? and it's and encouraged. It, yes, yes. And mm-hmm. so, if they're perceiving the church as being insensitive to that or hurting people because of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like then it would make sense yeah. that they don't want to belong. You know? Yeah,
0: and pe- let's, I'm going to also add to that. I think people want to belong to diverse churches, which I know you spoke mm, on that mm. a little bit in the last yep. one. People want that. We don't, you know, we're not about one race. Right. It's, yeah. So
1: that's another, another piece of the younger generation of mm-hmm. all people being accepted, accepted and part of and things, loved. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that comes back to, like, the root of that would not just be all people as in color or shape or size. I exactly. think the root of that comes back to, it's okay to be different and it's mm-hmm. okay and, and, and it's not just okay we want that like yeah. it's an embracing because i think a lot of times when we say the word diversity we immediately think color just race yes mm-hmm. when diversity spans the gamut right the, yeah. the, like the church should be diverse as the population is right mm-hmm. so the church should be diverse on race the church should be diverse on socioeconomic status disabilities be, right, disabilities um uh um uh, male and female, yeah. right? You know, and those kind of things. Like, they should be diverse on, across the board, age-wise, right? Yeah, so that's the right. church should be older, younger, in the middle. Like should shall be like that. And I think that if if the younger generation is constantly pushing their world to be more diverse, mm-hmm. right, and they feel like the church is pushing people or hurting people, pushing people away, then yep. they are going to be less likely to go. I want this institution. Or to belong in this institution in my life. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, I mean, I think so. Yeah. You know?
0: And I apologize. If I haven't explained that well earlier. No, no, no. But, I, I, yeah.
1: I just think it's good to talk through it, you know, because I mean, when you say hurt, mm-hmm. there can be all kinds of things, right? And There's so, a lot. you know, the the mental health thing I think is a big piece um, because I think it, it just shines a light on a. There are different there seem to be different values of the current generation that they are perceiving not to be values of the church. That's right, right? you know yeah. what I'm saying. absolutely. Right? And so like it, this whole hurting people thing and, and the the hurting people thing's tough. Um, because it, yeah. I, because obviously obviously the we don't want to hurt people we don't, but we do, right? And yeah. I think we're always going to. So it can't be that there's going to be complete void of hurt for people to belong to church. It can't be that because it's yeah. never going to be that, right? Because every single person hurts people. Yes. But don't you think that then what it would have to be – so if we know we're going to hurt people, wouldn't it have to be the the willingness to apologize mm-hmm. and to say that and to embrace it? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, admit that we're wrong. And And don't you think the church really struggles with I, that?
0: I do think that. Yeah. We care about, and I, when I say we, I just mean people in general. Yeah. Um, a lot of people just care about their image, and they care about how they're perceived. And sometimes people don't dig deep enough. Not everyone; some just don't dig deep enough into that and be like, "Hey, maybe I did something wrong in that, in that interaction or yeah. whatever it was." I, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I really do think that that this insensitivity part is more important. I mean, we already said it was seventy percent of them think this, but there's a there's a discrepancy it was 70% of these young people outside of the church describe the church as insensitive but only 29% of the same age group inside the church describe it that way so there's a discrepancy the outside world the young outside world is seeing the church as being insensitive where the young inside world is going no we ain't yeah there's a problem there right yeah. and i think i think some the church has to be willing to and when i say the church i don't mean an institution i, really, I mean the people of god yes You have to be willing to lay down and go if we're being perceived this way, then we are doing something to be perceived that way. Not mm-hmm. just, oh, well, that's how they're perceiving me, but that's not what I meant. You know what I mean? Perception yeah. is everything, it right? Is. I mean, if you're putting across something, you, know, you can't you can't tailor how everybody's going to perceive you all the time. But if the majority of people are perceiving you a certain way, then you're doing something to give off that perception. And I think that what you were bringing up was this whole idea of, you know, that that there's a massive amount of hurt that has happened, right? Like there's... Yeah. There's people that have been treated poorly. You know I mean? So you brought up an example of you being treated poorly. I brought up an example of other people mm-hmm. who were struggling with mental health being, being kind of marginalized. And I struggle with it, too, but I hid mine.
0: Yeah. But we all
1: also know people who have been hurt, like, legitimately. Like,
0: like real hurt. Yeah, yeah, like
1: real hurt. Like thrown out. Yeah. Right? Kicked out. Um, not able to show up the way that they are right? Feeling yeah. this, what you were saying, feeling this pressure to look a certain way or be a certain way. And I mean, I'll never forget one of the most formative experiences of my life, which really just, I didn't know it then, but I see it now that God has used to to say, hey, this is what the church is supposed to look like. I remember being a kid, being at that same church we were talking about before. Um, and I love the people there. I love the church, you know, I mean, I'm a bad mouth them, yep. but this guy came in who nobody knew, and sat on the back row and had long hair. Now, when somebody came in that church that was new, you knew it. Because it was only 35 people and we was all related. You know what I mean? So,
0: <laughs> so when
1: somebody came in that was new, you knew they were new. And he sat on the back row and he had very long hair. It was a man with really long hair. And then I remember, like, people speaking to him and were kind to him. And I, as a young kid, was like, oh, this is great, right? Somebody knew, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and we're being nice to them. This is awesome. And, and I remember shaking his hand after it was over with. And, and then after church was finished, the, the pastor was at the front door, like pastors always do, right, shaking hands and stuff. And then I, my mom and dad were talking in the lobby of the church. And I was trying to get us to go home. I don't know if you've ever been like that with your kid mm-hmm. where you you have, because I know your daddy, where your daddy's <laughs> talking nonstop and you're like, Dad, come on, let's Social go. Right, like, please hurry mm-hmm. up. I'm hungry. Let's get out of here. I gotta go pee. Give me the car keys, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing one of those things. And they're talking to somebody else. And then I just happen to, because I can't get out of the lobby, I happen to overhear the pastor shaking the new guy with the long hairs hand on the way out of the door and he says it was great to have you here i'm so glad you're here in my heart i was going awesome because i this dude's been a little judgmental in the past so i was like you know yeah and i'm only like 10 when this happens yeah and i'm picking up on it though and he and he says yeah i'm glad i was here i'm so glad to be here and then the pastor leans over and says to him you make sure you get your hair cut before you come back in here next week
0: oh no and
1: i was just it was like a dagger to my heart right yeah. i was like this is this can't and I'm young but I'm going to myself this can't be what it's supposed to be like what you were saying like I know Jesus is different than this yeah you know, you know I know that this is different but it was one of those things where you witnessed somebody being I don't know what the word is ostracized yeah. you know, you know d- excluded right because mm-hmm. they because they had long hair yeah that's you know just what the what length of their hair right. I mean how long hair I mean how do you yeah. know they could afford a haircut or whatever you know what I mean like who mm-hmm. cares I mean, anyway um, it was just one of those things and And I witnessed somebody being hurt by the church. And so me and you talking about it, I'm like, well, how many people have been hurt because they didn't look a certain way or act a certain way or be a certain way. And then what they end up doing is, is they end up saying to their next generation of kids, don't trust church. You know what I mean? Because you're going to be treated this way.
0: Yeah. And to add to that, um, What we say and like how we treat someone, that's adding on to what they've already got going on Mm. in their life. So we didn't even know what, like you said, that man, we don't know what he was carrying that day. Yeah,
1: no idea. And those things kind of build, you know. Mm -hmm. And they do, you know, like our faith is commended to the next generation. Like that's obviously scripture. But it's not just scripture. It's human nature, right? What we believe in, what our core beliefs are, we raise our kids or pass those things on to our kids, right? Right. And so if you've got a whole bunch of generation of people who feel hurt by the church, then you've got to also believe that what they're probably going to pass on to their kids is be careful with this institution. Be careful yeah. with this group of people. You know what I mean? And especially if it's something significant like like mental health, right? Like yes. it, You know what I mean? And, and I, th- I do think you're right. I think the church has ignored that for a long time. So you you feel like there is... You feel like that hurt in general is big enough that it is keeping the younger generation from belonging to church or being part of church.
0: Yes, because they they can just they feel like they can just go and form their own group, be comfortable in their own group. They don't have to uh, be challenged in a way that grows them. Um, and they don't know that, you know, yeah, in they, the moment. Right,
1: right. They don't yeah. have any, but but they also they're also in a new world where mm-hmm. they can make a group of people They can make their own group, their own thing immediately. You know what I mean? Immediately, yeah. Right, I mean.
0: Social media, all you got to do is just be like, hey, let's form this group. Obviously, that's not how they're going to say it, but (laughs) 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 come join this group.
1: (laughs) But they can start anything. Yeah. That there's followers or friends or whatever they are, right? And they can begin a group of any sort of thing or start anything that they want to do, and people can be a part of it, whereas – A long time ago, they didn't have the ability to do that. You know, you had to kind of fall into groups that were already established. And so now, if they're like, hey, I'm not about this life, there's much less pressure to actually conform to it, but instead just to do your own thing.
0: Do it. Yeah. And, um, we see that in all types of clubs, like book clubs. Yeah, and, yeah, that's true. Um, you like the movie Grease, like you can form a club <laughs> on that. I won't um, be
1: in that club, stuff. I hate that movie.
0: I will. Musicals rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate musicals. The only one that I like is, and I have heard it a million times because they've got the kids have the movie in the car, um, is uh, The Greatest Showman.
0: No, oh, like, you. No, I actually never seen that,
1: that one. That one's the only one I like. <laughs> <laughs> All the rest of them, I'm like, stop singing stuff. You should just say like you could just right. speak it. Quit singing it. That's the only one I like. as the Greatest Showman. One. That one's really good. You got to watch that one. It's phenomenal. I know. It is. I put it off. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, like just affinity groups of any sort. You mm-hmm. know? And social media has opened up the world to a younger generation of people saying. I don't need that thing you've got that yeah. doesn't seem to be working, right? I've got yeah. my own thing. And, and, and you will see, so this decline is, is going this route. So I was telling Stephanie this earlier. Um, when it comes to church membership and church attendance and identification, but specifically attendance and membership, the stats are that like the baby boomer generation, the older generation, um, they are obviously a higher percentage of people engaged in the membership of the church, Mm -hmm. but their percent, their, their stuff's dropping year to year too, right? Now you can attribute some of that to death, but really you can't because it's a percentage of the people that are asked. So some of them are falling away. Um, So like a 10 to 12% change. And then the generation below them, you've got like Gen X, right? So, so me and Valerie straddle Gen X, um, not, we like one foot in Gen X, one foot in millennial. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Gen Xers, theirs is decreasing too. All right, the millennials theirs is decreasing too. The Gen Z data is just coming out on them being adults to be able to be asked about these things, mm-hmm. and theirs is decreasing considerably. So if you look at it, you almost get like this. It's like a, and I'm I'm giving these numbers are not exact. Is like baby boomer is at like 65 percent, mm-hmm. then Gen X is like at 50 percent, and then millennials at like 40 percent, and then Gen Z's is like 27 percent. Right. So wow. me and Stephanie we were talking about this earlier. That means that you are very likely, as you engage people in the culture, statistically speaking, to run into somebody who has no church membership attendance affiliation whatsoever. And when me and Stephanie we were talking earlier, I was like, Well, from a that's just statistical. From a personal perspective though, I think it's more. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know about you, but the people that I run into, I mean I think the majority of people I run into, I mean like vast majority, yeah. are not connected. If I said, do you belong to a church? They would say no. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Steph? Do you feel like the people that you're interacting with are, are batching these numbers?
0: i wouldn't say the people i'm interacting with i would say what i see on social media like influencers and stuff that have a lot of say and things that people like to follow i would say i'd see a lot of people that are like i'm deconstructing my faith and things like that and they just go into a whole nother yeah that's what i would say me it's just more social media but people i talk to normally or that are, i'm around they're in a church but i will say that i have there there've been i guess a good number maybe yeah that's what comes to my mind though
1: See, I try to always try to, to separate, you know, because I'm going to be around a lot of church people because of my job, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my role. So I try to separate, and I try to go, okay. Like for example, when I was at the ball field Saturday night with the kids and they had the ball games, and I'm interacting with people, um, I know at least half the people I interacted with, they are not involved in a church or community of faith whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I can feel it. And the majority of them aren't Gen Z. Right? There mm-hmm. aren't, they're, they're, they would be millennial or Gen X. And so you can kind of feel this happening. Um, but you know that whole deconstructive faith thing you were talking about? Mm-hmm. That's coming from hurt. Yes. What you just brought up, every bit of it is coming from hurt. And we don't have time to talk about what deconstruct is. That's you can deeper, go Google yeah. if you want to. But it's all coming from hurt. It's mm-hmm. all coming from... There is pain involved in the church that we have hurt people. We've got a bad reputation, like we said last week. You know We're insensitive to others, like we said this week. There's pain and hurt happening, and then people going, I don't need that. And mm-hmm. I can stand up and say I don't need that, whereas in past generations, you might not have stood up and said I don't need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like You wouldn't have done it, I don't think. But now you're right. Now it's like my voice should be heard. Right? You know what oh, I mean? yeah, like, absolutely like, like Me Too movement. Like the younger people are part of all this. The Me Too movement, the deconstruction part, the bullying, anti bullying mm-hmm. stuff, you know, the that they're a part of all this and they're a part of creating new um new ways to connect with people. Right. Yes. And so they just go, Well, I'll just make my own way or I'll just follow this. Yeah. And I don't need what the church is offering, or I don't need this connection here. You know what I mean? There's a disconnection from it, but um, I think you're right. I think that the uh, it's really hard. I, th- I think another reason why this is such a big thing is there are going to be uh, many answers. Like this is going to be a multi-answer, multi-com, multifaceted yeah. reason, right? You know what I mean? It like is. it's not going to be one reason, yeah. right? There's going to be multiple reasons why this is there. And so I think you know we're going to hit a bunch of them in a the series. But I think reputation, the inconsistency, hurting people. Um, over, over emphasis on politics right mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of racial stuff that has happened um, you know that there is there's just there's many pieces to why the, the church is behind the times right yeah. they're always they're always late to the game you know they don't reach the culture that they're in I mean so many things we could give there's so many there but church hurt seems to run quite deep I mean I, I don't know anybody Inside the church or outside the church that has not been hurt by the church directly or indirectly.
0: Yeah, same. You know what I mean? Like I will say that, yeah.
1: I mean, I think me and you just came up with two on the fly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are plenty. Way more. Right? Wait, that was
0: just small examples. I'm sure there
1: are plenty. Mm-hmm. And I want to say one more thing, too, that me and Stephanie said earlier that I debated whether I was going to say or not because uh, I don't know how it comes across. But let's just go for it. Yeah. Um, ain't nobody listening now anyway. We're too far in. They stopped listening. <laughs> <to it. laughs> no, you got,
0: your, you got your faithful people in there. <laughs> they stopped listening in 15
1: minutes. Um, so me and Stephanie both have said personally, like, we've been hurt by the church. And she and I know each other well, so we've talked about it a lot. There's been lots of late night sessions at my house and mm-hmm. Valerie and us all just talking about church hurt and pain and people and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, but I've told Valerie this before. That's my wife. I was like, when some of this painful stuff has happened, I've said to her, "If I'm not, if I wasn't in the position that I was in, if I wasn't me, I don't know if I go back. Right. You know,
0: and that's okay to say.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know if I would. And if I'm saying that, yeah, and you're saying that, and yeah. we've pushed all our chips in on Jesus and His church, mm-hmm. then for sure, people that are. Outside of the church, or they're younger and they're in a church when they're little, and they go, I'm watching how the church treats my mom and my daddy and my brothers and my friends and my sisters and how they talk about people, right? Yeah. And I don't have – of course they're going to do it. Yeah. But of course they're going to fall back from, I don't know if I want to be involved in this. If we're the ones – You know, if we're literally church leaders and we're saying the same thing, like that we've been hurt to the point where we're like, I don't know. Matter of fact, I did this. If you go back and listen to the first couple of episodes of this podcast, we talked about just my journey. So people would know who I am and what we're doing. We talked about Mm -hmm. my journey and planting Union Church came out of several church hurt situations that had built upon each other where finally I was just like, I'm done. Right. Yeah. I mean, done I completely. That. My my thirtieth birthday. Um, I had not been to church in a couple of months. First time in my whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. First time in my whole life where I was not employed in full time ministry since becoming an adult because I went into full time ministry at age twenty. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and then for almost a year. I was done. I was like, if the, if the church is like this, if people like this, I mean, I was just—it was just extreme church hurt. If mm-hmm. leaders are going to be like this, if they're going to treat people this way, I'm done with it and I'm out of it. And I wasn't done with Jesus. Right, but I was you done were. with church. You know what I'm saying? I
0: remember that though. Yeah, you're right. I
1: mean, it was legit. And <laughs> I remember that that thirtieth birthday. I was so I was so sad. I was so like I don't know if I'd use the word depressed at that moment, but I was just so frustrated. And it all came back to, you know, without getting into a bunch of details, personal hurt in the church. And it was significant. And it was almost significant enough to make somebody who had been working in it their whole life and made it their career, their education was all, it made me wanna go, forget this. You know, there's gotta be a different way. (laughs) I still love Jesus, but his church is horrible. You know, Mm -hmm. if it made me feel that way, right? And at times you said the same thing. Yeah. That, and it makes sense then yeah. that people would be hurt and walk away from it. Yeah, and, and if
0: you're a believer, you've you felt that. you felt right? that. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's, so it's not like this isn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be there. It is. The the, the question is, is, well, how do we, what do we do to solve it? And I think that obviously we've got to tr- to try to, one, may one is be more like Jesus so you don't be hurting people like this all the time, right? Same thing mm-hmm. for me. But then two is when we do hurt people or when we have sided wrong on the wrong issue, right, or we've been silent on the wrong thing that we should have spoke up for, right, then that's when we got to apologize and change our ways and show that to the world, right?
0: show compassion. Yeah,
1: and and the world's got to see those things, too, like loudly. I think half the time when a church realizes they mess up, then they quietly change in the background. Right, instead of going, you know what I mean?
0: That's not change.
1: Right, instead of going, hold up, let's talk about it. The church has screwed up on this, Mm -hmm. you know, and we should not have done this this way. And so we're going to do something different, you know. And I don't know, I think that if we're going to talk solution, like last week I said that the main, you know, one of the main ways that you would see this reputation thing change is because young, young leaders in the church, they know this. So they know the reputation issues. Mm-hmm. And they, they are sensitive to other people that are their age and Jesus and the sensitive to how they feel about the church's reputation. Yep. Um, and so that's hope because that means the young leaders actually see it. That just means they need, a, they need a spot around the table to be able to help.
0: Absolutely. And I think
1: the same thing with this. I think that if we know that the church is hurt and we've got to hurt people and we've got to be able to say, hey, we're going to do this differently, right? And And we're sorry, by the way. For yes. all these things that we've done, you know what I mean. Yeah, say sorry and right. then make
0: the changes. Don't just say that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you gotta, but you know, but you can't just change quietly in the background and not tell mm-hmm. anybody. You know, I mean, a, a big part of, a big part of doing something different is to be able to acknowledge the problem, and you got to acknowledge the problem publicly. You know, yes. you got to be able to say this is a public acknowledgement of the fact that we have done A, B, C, D. You know, and then, all right, here's what we're going to do different. Because you got to be able to say that out loud to the younger generation who's going, like you were saying, the church hasn't. I have no need for the church because it's hurt me. It's hurt these other people. It's insensitive. Whatever, and so I don't need it. But you could get their attention if you apologized. Yes. You know, you get their attention if you said, "Hey, we were wrong." Yes. Because I think that's another thing about this culture, and you know it better than I do.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Is when people admit that they're wrong, this culture pays attention to it. Like they're not just they're not just throwing it away. They're going, oh, they actually admitted they're wrong. Let's watch and see if they actually do something different. Yeah, you know?
0: once again, words matter right. and action. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And this 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 generation is very much about action. Mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of sense. Whereas the church, I'll be honest with you, the church has been way too much about words. Yep. And so we'll say stupid things like all are welcome and then treat the guy with long hair like crap. You know what I mean, like yeah, that's right. You know what I mean, we'll say we'll say Jesus heals all wounds, but then but not your mental health ones. Don't bring them here. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. right like, yeah. Don't talk about your brain. Don't talk about your mind. Don't talk about your yeah, head. yeah. Don't talk about your hardships. Right, right. Again. Let's don't bring that up. Right. Yeah. So, I think this was a good one, Steph. Me what, too. What else? You got anything else you want to say, or do you feel pretty good? All, I, all you know. heart satisfied? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I feel good about this. I think we did our best. <laughs> we did.
1: We did. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to have a conversation about it. We just want to thank everybody for joining us um, for episode 85, Symptoms of Dead Church. And this one's all about church hurt, really, um, and pain that, that we have caused. Um, and so anyway, I, you know, I would just push once again, if you're a Christ follower, listen to this. You need to be praying for the church and you need to actually be the change that you want to see in the church. So yeah. when we're talking about these things, don't go creating more reputation issues and don't go creating more church hurt. We've got to make sure that we do something different for a Christ follower. And if you're not a Christ follower on behalf of me and Stephanie, we're sorry. Yes. You know, we'll sorry. we'll apologize. We're sorry mm-hmm. for the way in which the church has um, hurt you and other people and then therefore um, excluded you. Or made mm-hmm. you feel like you shouldn't belong because I firmly believe that um, Jesus died for everybody, and there's yes. nothing and there's nothing that He wants more because He's proved it mm-hmm. than for you to be part of His church, um, no matter what you struggle with or what your issues are or you know whatever it may be. And so, from the two of us to you, uh, for what it's worth, we're sorry, and yeah. we are having this conversation on purpose because. I don't want to be the generation that allows the church to fall into nothingness, you know what yeah, I mean like i don't I don't want to be the one at the helm right, you know, and we are leaders in our church, right we're leaders in the church mm-hmm. we don't want to be the ones that are the leaders holding <laughs> you know holding the staff while the whole thing burns down yeah. and and it seems to be that the church needs to make some changes, yeah, you know and and they're significant Always. they're significant like. They've always been there. It's not like we haven't needed to make them before, but now we're getting to a point where if we don't make them now, the younger generation and the one following it, they ain't got no use for us. Exactly. Know? And that's and that's messed up because I ain't trying to get them to have use for me. I'm trying to get them to see Jesus.
0: Exactly. You know what
1: I mean? And so he's good. Yes, he mm-hmm. is. He is. We are not. He's he different. is. And and we've got to make sure that we shine his light and and grow his reputation. And it's real hard to do that. If we are constantly giving him a black eye, you know, yeah. and making him look bad, even though it ain't him, it's yeah. us. So, anyway, thanks for joining us, guys. Make sure that you give Stephanie a shout out and woop whoop. Thank you, Stephanie. Wait, wait. <laughs> we appreciate you joining us, the guest host. Stephanie's gonna guest host some more here in the future. Um, we are, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Facebook and all that junk. Um, and we will have a new episode coming out next week. And then we'll roll into a couple of interviews as well. We've got some folks coming up. We've got a blogger that'll be on. We've got a missionary that'll be on. Um, yeah. I'm still working on it, but I think you'll say yes to me. We've got a retired police detective who will be on um, just sharing their same thoughts on this topic. So um, anyway, but we thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you for having and me. And we'll
1: see you next week.
0: See y'all next week.
1: Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook.
0: Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.